0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players to Be Named Later Podcast. I'm Ed, that's Dan. Say hi, Dan.
1: You need to refer to me as Jon Snow, because we are the Kings of the North.
0: Better. That's better than the first intro we had to scrub. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to discuss here today. Week 17 was nuts. Everything from teams clinching, playoff scenarios being found, notes galore, more devastating injuries, especially for one playoff-bound team and a Super Bowl favorite. We got starters being rested, resters being started. That's Dan's joke. I don't like it, and I didn't think it was funny, but he made me do it. And everything else. So, Dan, are you ready? I am more ready than than yeah. Okay, joke didn't land. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's start. Where the NFL started on week 17 with the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland Browns Stadium, 37 to 20, the Browns are going to the playoffs for the second time in 21 years. Dan, you had to get me through this game as I had several near heart attacks. Tell me what was your impression on this one?
1: Um, first half was a great game of football. Second half was a terrible game of football. And um, as you may think, I am just a Browns hater at this point. I think there's a lot of questions when it comes to Joe Flacco and playing against good defenses, which is something you and I have discussed Um, for your sake. And because I like seeing you happy sometimes, and right now I do, uh, I hope that he continues to perform the way he does until he plays us in the AFC championship.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to read you some of the notes that I took. Dan's going to read you some of the notes that I took on the Ravens game, because this is going to be a longer show. So, We're going to brag a little bit since his team is the king of the north and my team made the playoffs for only the second time. Well, a lifetime. So here we go. Dan, did you notice that the Brownie at midfield was dressed in white to match the Browns uniform? I did not. Dan, did you know that the Jets have had a league leading eight consecutive losing seasons and 13 straight non-playoff appearances? I did know that because I'm friends with some Jets fans. Poor bastards. Dan, did you know Kareem Hunt had two point four yards a carry after contact? A league worst for any players with seventy-five or more carries this season. Is it possible that maybe after leaving the Chiefs he's been overrated like by a lot? Um, no, I think I actually think he was
1: very good um statistically his first year with the Browns. He was just behind Nick Chubb. So I think now he's at that point to where he's fallen off, um, but I mean that's not that surprising when you watch the way he's ran this season. Really, that Browns rushing game has been trash since Nick Chubb went down. Dan,
0: Joe Flacco, obviously one of your favorite players of all time, brought you guys a Super Bowl. He since leaving the city of Baltimore, three and fourteen, except he has now won four in a row with Cleveland. Pretty crazy. Uh, Both these teams were on their fourth quarterback of the season with Rodgers, Wilson, Boyle, and now Trevor Simeon, who got the start for the Jets. The Browns had Deshaun Watson, DTR, PJ Walker, and Joe Flacco. It is entirely possible the Browns could be a 12-win team at the end of the year with five different starting quarterbacks. More on that later. David Njoku started this game 4-for-4 for 113 yards all in the first quarter. Kinda of got away from uh, from David Nujoku in the second, third, and fourth, where he only had two carries for 20 yards, and they lost fumble. I believe that was in the second quarter. For uh, for Njoku, who started out on fire, and it's one of the reasons that the Jets just kind of never went away in this game. Uh, Dan, do you remember uh, Jerome Ford's touchdown in the second quarter? The beautifulness of that run, because it was gorgeous. No, I was at I was at Bowling. It was gorgeous. Just so just so gorgeous. Uh, Dan, referees continued to have a rough week. There was no exception here as there were several missed P.I. calls, a horse collar tackle that was missed on a big play as the horse collar tackle came on a Jerome Ford fumble that wound up the missed call, instated the turnover, and gave the Jets the football. As the Browns turned over the football a decent amount And and they made some self inflicted mistakes as a 12 men on the field call prolonged a Jets drive where the Browns had him stopped on fourth down. Um, Trevor Simeon tried to get a first down with 521 left. Definitely, definitely got it and was not called. Dan, did you know that, uh, or did you see Joe Flacco fell asleep on the sideline?
1: Yeah, I did see that. I sent that
0: to you. Yeah. Uh, Dan, did you know that the Browns are the first team to make the playoffs with four or more starting quarterbacks making multiple starts? I don't think PJ Walker started two games. Um, We'll see. I'll have to look at that here shortly. Anyway, let's move this along. At least that's what Amazon gave us. Uh, Dan, at halftime, the Browns had 367 yards, 288 passing, 79 rushing in the second half. They had a grand total of 61 yards, only 13 through the air, and 48 on the ground. How bad does this team miss, Nick Chubb? Um, I mean, I will say that I think if this Browns
1: team was playing any other team on Thursday, they don't win by 17 because that offense did look flat in the second half. They were just playing an offense that is more anemic than an anemic person in Alaska. I don't know where I was going with that, but we will
0: just forget that anemic person in are, are you confusing anemic and albino nope anemic i that mm, okay anemic people get real cold uh, uh, okay i guess it checks um but the win the t- 37 to 20 victory over the jets now cements the browns as the fifth seed In the draft, and yes, P.J. Walker did start two games. He appeared in six, started two. DTR appeared in eight, started three. Deshaun Watson was six and six, and Joe Flacco five and five. So there you go. Um, The win does cement the Browns as a five seed. They will play the winner of the AFC South in the wild card game at the AFC South champion Stadium. So it'll be a road what game. What team for Cleveland. don't you want to see? Houston, I think. That's, that's the other one I'm really worried about. I, I I don't I'm not worried about anybody else in that in that AFC South.
1: That's uh that's that if I were you, that's who I would be worried about too, because Stroud
0: will be playing this time. Uh, I'm just worried about it. Uh Jeff Driscoll, as I teased before, was signed off the Cardinals practice squad. And if the Browns are smart, Joe Flacco doesn't play in this game. He um, already said he, he's sitting. Well, there you go. An interesting fact about Joe Flacco, he is the first player in NFL history to record at least 250 passing yards and two touchdown passes in each of his first five games with a team. Seems a little nuts. Um, I got see. a question for you. Sure.
1: If, if, if you're the Browns and you're, you're playing this Bengals team, Joe Flacco was on an incentive-based contract for wins. Since you're sitting him, are you just do you just kind of give him that a, a boy and and give him the the win incentive? Uh does Jimmy Haslam
0: want to spend that kind of money?
1: I mean probably not, so.
0: Well, I mean I would think he yes, but uh, I don't know. Last thing on the Browns. well, last two things on the Browns, the Browns. With the victory, have eight home wins, the most in the NFL. This marks the most home wins in Browns history with eight. (coughs) Think about that Browns history that predates the NFL. So there's that. Uh, Dan, last thing. The Browns have two players with the lowest passer rating allowed at the quarterback position. Martin Emerson Jr., with 41.4, Denzel Ward, 43.6, followed by Jalen Ramsey, 46.3, and Taylor Johnson, 46.6. Minimum 20 targets at the quarterback position in 2023. Any of that stuff surprise you?
1: No, I mean, I've said, I said in the beginning of the season that they were going to be a great team. I said that that defense was going to be great. I expected a lot out of them. A lot of pe- A lot of people didn't. And you know that I think I was higher on the Browns than you were coming into the season.
0: You were. I didn't have a lot of expectations, and especially after Nick Chubb going down, I thought we were done. And we're not. Uh, let's do what we normally do with the game. Now that I've talked my ear off, or talked your ear off. Joe Flacco, 19 to 29, 309, three TDs, one interception. He fumbled twice, but he got them both back. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt combined for 95 yards on 22 carries and a touchdown. Ford also had a 50-yard catch. He had two touchdowns through the air, two catches on 57. David Njoku, six for 134. He also lost a fumble, as did Pierre Strong, four for 29 on the ground. Um, Nobody else. Elijah Moore, five for 61 for a score. Going over to the Jets, Trevor Simeon didn't have a bad game, didn't have a great one. 32 for 45, 261 to TD, a pick, two sacks. He also added 13 yards on the ground. Brees Hall, 13 for 84 on the ground, 9 for 42, and a touchdown through the air. The only, tu- the only other turnover came on an Israel Abinekanda. Uh he something says, like that. Rookie, he's a rookie running back. Uh he fumbled. Uh nobody else really to speak of for the Jets in this one. Um just self. I I, I have to say, I I think
1: Simeon has earned himself a backup job somewhere else. With the Jets. Um Man, I don't, I mean, it, it all depends. Zach Wilson's going to be cheaper. And personally, I think Zach Wilson is still a better quarterback. Um, but a lot of people were talking about how Joe Flacco, like this was a revenge game for Joe Flacco, blah, 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 blah. If Joe Flacco goes in place for the Jets this season, their season, maybe they have one more win. But the thing is, is that offensive line is so terrible. I really don't think it matters what quarterback would have been back there this year, unless it was Aaron Rodgers and he could get the ball out quick. This team was going to be bad. They need to fix this offensive line in the offseason. If they don't, Aaron Rodgers may may tear his other Achilles.
0: Yeah, and for the career of Brees Hall, I hope it gets done. Me too, because that kid is fun to watch. Uh, but there is a running back that did get jettisoned from the Jets, Dalvin Cook, who barely did anything this year, is no longer a New York Jet. He is free to sign anywhere else, so look for him to go to a playoff contender. There are rumors so, abound for where there he are could three go. three
1: teams that I have seen he's rumored to be interested in. One is the Dallas Cowboys, which I don't think that makes sense. You have Tony Pollard. You have Dowdle, unless Dowdle's going to be out for a while. The right. other is the
0: Browns. Which makes a lot of sense. And the other team is the Ravens. Not sure that makes
1: sense. I don't hate it from a Ravens standpoint. Um, but him and Gus Edwards are a lot alike. So that's I don't know if it makes make, sense. That's I why mean, it doesn't I, make I sense. I don't hate the idea of it just because of how the past three years, how we lose running backs like we lose anything. anything. Like, yeah, gotcha. Like, like, I don't hate it to have it there, but, I mean, even Melvin Gordon has looked decent in the in the small action that he's gotten over the course of the three or four games he's played. So, um, I don't hate that, but I don't have much else to add from this one. Uh, you got anything else to add? You kind
0: of covered literally everything. Uh, I literally covered anything, everything, so let's move along. Uh, Danny Boy, everybody and their brother have been talking about what happened Saturday night at the end of this football game between the Lions and the Cowboys. I have a hot take on this, and we'll get to it here in a minute. This game finished twenty to nineteen amid a just so much controversy. Both teams are now eleven and five, and it kind of threw the playoff picture into a little bit of precarity uh for those of you that have lived under a rock and just don't know what's going on with twenty three seconds left. amon Ross St. Brown, a snub for the pro Bowl this year, got an eleven yard pass from Jared Goff, the Lions in using the larger-than-large stones that Dan Campbell possesses inside his testicular sack, decided to go for two and the victory. However, due to a confusion with the referee and who reported as eligible or whatever, uh, the conversion that was successful by the Lions was flagged for a legal procedure, I guess is the actual name of the penalty, and the Lions decided to go for two again from the seven, and this time they did not convert. Everybody is angry about this. Dan, talk to me. What do you think? Was Did Campbell make the right decision going for two from the two? <coughs> and um, what else you got? Did he
1: make the right decision? Yes. Um, this Brad Allen referee crew has been the worst crew of the season. They miss the... MVS, PI, that we talked about. They missed a tripping call earlier in this game. That means this should have never happened. They didn't
0: miss uh, it. They called it on the
1: wrong team. Well, fair enough. Um, they missed, oh man, they missed a few others too. And I wish I had them in front of me. I took this note and now I can't find it. Um, I, I'm going to circle back to this. I believe it was the chiefs uh man i got to circle back to this and i got to circle it, back it to was this. A, it was a, it was
0: uh the zedarius smith roughing the passer call where they didn't throw the flag and smith got fined anyway there was one the more
1: team the there was team. there was one more that they missed too and um steeler fans are up in arms about this because guess who is ref- what guess what referee crew is refereeing
0: the raven steelers game with the Steelers season on the line against the Ravens second string, uh, I'm going to interrupt us right here because I have the Lakers Miami Heat game going on right now. Um, the Lakers have exactly zero steals ten and a half minutes into the second, or with ten and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Miami has nine. That's amazing. Um, anyway, um, back to Saturday night. You want to know what my hot take is, Dan? Not only did the referee crew blow this, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway. The wrong player, whether 68 or 70 reported, it's a moot point because 68, who caught the touchdown pass on the two-point conversion that ultimately didn't happen, was covered. He couldn't have caught it anyway. It still would have been an illegal touch. And two, Dan Campbell, what the hell are you doing? I understand you're going for the win and everything else, but when now the two point conversion is from the seven, kick it, go to overtime, because the chances kick of getting and then you a don't two point convert. conversion from the seven
1: are ridiculous. Getting offsides, you go for it again. I mean, listen, the the first one to go for it, I get it. Dan Campbell is is kind of known for that. I don't hate it, um, but the the way that this has played out, um. I I don't I don't even know man. I don't know. That was that, that took some balls but,
2: but you going to gonna you be have honest. To I've been
1: know. a I've been a huge line supporter all season. Um I don't think I think I don't think the NFC is going to be close. I think Seattle's I mean I think San Francisco is going to run away with the NFC and it's not even going to matter. Uh, as much as I trust them both this this Dallas team this was a four team race a couple weeks ago and I really think it's down the one from being completely honest
0: yes but let's not forget what happened last year with San Francisco who had the exact same pieces and their quarterback got hurt and they couldn't do anything on offense uh, Jared Goff didn't have himself a bad game he didn't necessarily win it for the Rams but he definitely tried to lose it 19 for 34 271 to TD two interceptions and a sack like the numbers aren't bad, but they are not great with those two interceptions, especially a killer one late. amon St. Brown nine or six for ninety, and a score that game should have been a game tying score at the end. Uh, C.D. Lamb, do you want to talk about some C.D. Lamb right quick, Dan? Uh, I eat crow. That's the only thing I can say. Thirteen for. <laughs> 13 catches, 227 yards, and a touchdown. He did have a fumble. Dak Prescott threw for 345 yards, 227 of them, to C.D. Lamb. He was 26 for 38 with two TDs and interception and sacked three times. Tony Pollard, 16 for 49, one catch for zero yards. you got to have more than that if you're going to succeed in the playoffs. Uh, The Lions should have won this football game. Uh,
1: They definitely showed up. What do you think about the fake punt that happened in this game as well?
0: Ballsy. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, this, for all intents and purposes, is a playoff game. We could see this in round two. We could see this in round three. You know, it's going to come down to which defense and which offensive line can control the line of scrimmage. But – I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, you do what you 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 practice it now in a game that has that playoff feel, so you can execute it in a game that is a legit playoff game. You know, because if you can do it in week 17, you should be able to do it in week 20, 21. You know what I mean? I don't. Dallas
1: hate it. also does control their division now as well. So we'll get there, to that a little bit later. But there you go on that.
0: Do we have anything else we want to get on this one, there, bud?
1: No, not necessarily. We can we can keep moving.
0: All righty, let's move along then. Actually, let's not. There was another thing in this one that um we had another rule, and I believe it was a fumble. It may have been C.D. Lamb's fumble, where he fumbled uh, over the pylon, and it was ruled to be fumbled out of bounds in the end zone. Correct. Dumbest. Rule in sports. Now, Ed,
1: I'd like to refresh you. When I said this was the dumbest rule in sports a couple of weeks ago, you told me it's the rule. Get over it.
0: No, it is, and which I don't believe I actually said that, given what I've said in the past and how it screwed the Browns in a playoff game a couple of years ago because, you know, dirty Dan Sorensen and and that's Jarvis Lane. It's, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it, but it's the dumbest rule in, in, in professional sports. It's almost as stupid as the traveling rule in basketball, how that one just isn't called anymore, unless it's completely egregious. This rule just needs to go away. Um, one thing I want to bring up about the refereeing, and it's something that you kind of brought to my attention. Dan, the NHL makes nine, or $5.9 billion in revenue. Their referees are paid full time. Major League Baseball, $10.3 billion in revenue. Their referees are paid full-time. The NBA, $10.6 billion in revenue. Their referees are paid full-time. The NFL, $18.6 billion in revenue. Their referees are part-time employees. Now, granted, a lot of this has to do with the fact that the NHL and the NBA play 82 games, and Major League Baseball plays 162 plus pre you know spring training preseason postseason whatever isn't it about time that the nfl makes it these guys full-time job where during the week you know they train them refreshers stuff like that maybe if they take care of their referees you know most of
1: these you know most nfl referees are also like doctors dentists dentists lawyers lawyers
0: yeah but even then like they should make it to where these guys can – this is their full-time job. I don't understand what is going on. One last thing Everybody's on this Cowboys. Everybody's human, but
1: this season has been terrible, and you will see that in our bottom-of-the-barrel rankings this week on our page at the Sports
0: Dispatch. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call a tease. Uh, one last thing on this Dallas Cowboys game. Dan, a rarely used rule, and a rule that I don't believe has been used ever, is Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1, Commissioner's Authority. And I quote from the NFL's 2023 official rulebook, which can be downloaded from the NFL's website. This is on the bottom of page 66. Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1. The commissioner has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary and or corrective measures if any club action, non-participant interference, or calamity occurs in an NFL game, which the commissioner deems so extraordinarily unfair or outside the accepted tactics encountered in professional football, that such action has a major effect on the result of the game. A lot of fans and a lot of sports pundits in several places are calling for the commissioner Goodell to enact this rule on some of the officiating that has been done this season. Now, given my stance on this and what I have said earlier, where it didn't matter if the referees blew this call because it didn't matter. It would have been a flag for something else. Will we ever see this done?
1: No, I don't think so. The other thing I do want to mention about this uh, is apparently this refereeing crew has been downgraded and will not be uh be in the postseason so it ha- did have a major effect on essentially i guess you could say their pockets because they will not be roughing in the in the postseason
0: hmm. well it's good to see that some consequences have actions let's move along let's talk about more consequences having actions the new england patriots fall to 4 and 12 and it is likely the last game that bill belichick will coach As a member of the New England Patriots in Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, as the Bills approved to 10-6 strength in their playoff roster resume, whatever you want to call it, with a 27-21 victory at home. Dan, talk to me about this one. Because this one started with a lot of fireworks for New England and then nothing after that.
1: This Buffalo team is good, but, man, this New England team is not. And... I can tell you if there's, I'm gonna let you guess really quick. I'm gonna, this is gonna be a longer show, so let's have a little bit of fun. What do you think the two games I'm looking forward to the most are this uh, in this week 18?
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with the New England, wherever New England's playing, because no, I do no, believe no, no, they're no, no, at home no. against the Jets, so it's gonna be Bill Belichick's send off. That is uh, interesting
1: because. Uh Buffalo, Miami is one and yes. And can you guess the other? Who have I fanboyed all season?
0: Houston, Indianapolis.
1: Yes, correct. So the two the Saturday night game and the Sunday night game. Um this Buffalo Miami game is gonna be really interesting because Buffalo should have lost this game. I watched a lot of this game because I was very interested to see how it would go. Josh Allen, the numbers may say he played decent because they got that win and he had two rushing touchdowns, but he looked like shit. Um there's no other way to say it. He looked terrible, um, and this. He New missed, a, team lot of inter- he missed I, a lot I of open He missed a lot of. I could teams. see Belichick really trying to win this game if he's gone from New England just to screw them to make their draft pick lower against the Jets this week. I do just want to say that, and you're laughing because that's definitely a Belichick thing to do. It's it's very um, Belichickian, and yes. But I don't. I don't really have much. I mean, there's not really much to talk about here. You look at these stats. The one thing I think we should talk about as a whole, and neither one of us has really mentioned it. Stefan Diggs has fallen off a cliff this season. It's almost like Josh Allen doesn't even know he's, know that he's existing, that he exists. Do you think Stefan Diggs, do you think there's a possibility he gets moved in the offseason?
0: Never say never. I mean, but it is the NFL, so, you know, you got to – big trades like this almost never happen. You know, I mean, once in a blue moon, Stephon Diggs is a top five. He was already a
1: part of one big trade when he when he went from Minnesota to Buffalo. So
0: exactly. What are the odds he's going to be a part of two franchise altering trades? Um, But Bailey Zappi looked like crap. Let me
1: go over these really quick. 16 for 26 209 three picks. Zeke Elliott and Bailey Zappi both rushed for a touchdown Um, on the receiving end. There's literally nothing to talk about here of interest for the for the Patriots. Um, Buffalo side, Dalton Kincaid, rookie tight end. I love talking about rookie tight ends just because I've been talking about them all season. Four for 87, leading receiver Khalil Khalil Shakir came on late. Uh, James Cook, pro bowler. We're going to talk more about that here um, in a little bit. 16 for 48, and Josh Allen, like I said earlier, uh, did not have a good game. 16 for 30, 169, no touchdowns through the air, and one interception. This was a defensive battle through and through. This
0: Patriots defense may have had some no, you disagree. It was not a defensive battle, Dan. This, this, this was an anemic offensive contest.
1: Fair. The I mean, defense, okay. th- th- I won't.
0: this was this was offenses not being able to execute way more than it was defenses playing well. I won't. I won't disagree
1: with that completely, just because this isn't something we need to spend a lot of time on. But I do think this. Uh,
0: this was a wasted
1: year of this good Patriots defense. That's the only thing I'll say.
0: It's a wasted year of a lot of things around the NFL. Speaking of another wasted year, Justin Fields. His Bears now sit at seven and nine. Kind of shocking when you think about how the Bears are going this year, especially. Not shocking to me. They're on the clock. They are officially on the the clock. Thanks to the Carolina. uh, Thanks to the Carolina. What am I looking for here? Sucking. Uh,
1: Carolina losing, they officially clinched the number one, uh, the number one, and that puts Chicago on the clock. And uh, since we're talking about that draft, really quick, um, what are your thoughts on the fact that fans were chanting "We want Fields" uh, at the Chicago game today, um, and them having the That's number right. one pick? Do you think that it or not today? You know what I mean. This week, um, and do you think that that is something that? The management takes into consideration when what
0: they're looking at. Look, man, I mean, yeah, Fields is having a down year compared to what he did last year. You know, just if you take a metric, it's something as simple as fantasy points, he's 74 fantasy points less. Granted, he's played three less games too, but still, I mean, he's probably not going to break 3,000 passing yards. He's thrown. 16 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. Uh, his yards per attempt are below his career average. His completion percentage is just barely up from where it was. And he's a 5-7 and seven quarterback. Uh, I, I think they can do better. I absolutely think they can do better.
1: Do you pick... Okay, so these are your options, right? Sure. Because... I personally, I don't believe Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft. I think he probably is going to be the unanimous number one pick. Um, I've been saying to you, because we don't really cover much college, but I have been saying to you, I think my, uh, I think Penix Jr. is hands down the best quarterback in this draft. Mm, Disagree. Um, that that's fine. We can do a college show if you want, but that's how I feel. Um, I think you you trade this number one pick. You pick up Fields' fifth year option. You get yourself some more. Number one picks So you can probably trade this one for probably two or three and maybe some O linemen. I feel like you can really build. He needs an offensive line. He needs another weapon with DJ Moore. The team seems to buy into him. And truthfully, what you've done down the stretch, what you've done since he's came back, a win against the Vikings, a win against the Lions, a loss against the Browns that very easily could have been a win. I don't think you can disagree with that. Not, uh, a win against not- the Cardinals and, and a win against the Falcons. He, he's gone four and five. I'm sorry, four and one since coming back. And he didn't play terrible towards the end of the season. Yes, they got off to a rough start. I don't want to dive too much into this because we'll cover this later on. Um, But, oh, we actually have it right here. Let me go over this. I forgot I sent this to you. Uh, The Ryan Poles traded the first pick in 2023 draft for what has become DJ Moore with 1,300 receiving yards, eight, eight touchdowns, 92 catches. He gets eight more. He's had 100 catches. Uh, offensive tackle Darrell, uh, Darnell Wright, rookie starter uh, Tyreek Stevenson.
0: What are you doing? T- uh, rookie starter, number one pick in the twenty twenty four NFL Draft and a twenty twenty five second round pick to finish what you were saying. Uh, yeah, that's a good trade. I don't think and they're going to get, get that this time around. I think you. I think you can get more than that
1: because Caleb Williams was would have been the number one pick last year.
0: I I I don't know. Anyway, this is an a irrelevant it, game. Going to depend on who you can get as a trading partner too. Like, what well, teams are yeah. gonna go, are gonna want to go out there and get that? You know, like who's go, who's Maybe willing the, to pay what the Bears are asking for? And if the Bears can't find a, a trading partner because they're asking for so much, are they going to be able to get what they need to get from there?
1: The Bears will probably have two top 10 picks this season, if not at least top two top
0: 12s. I would say. So, I mean, they're set up in a good position. They could make themselves a lot better. Could you see next Denver year? trying to trade up for that pick? There's a lot to talk about in Denver. I could see maybe Atlanta going after a quarterback. Vegas? And there's, Atlanta? <laughs> I mean, the world's teams?
1: I mean, even the possibility of moving up from like. A five to one with the Giants, because I don't know if the Giants are, regardless of the money they just gave him, I don't know if the Giants are bought into Daniel Jones.
0: Or the Jets. Or the Seahawks. Or Denver. I think
1: you're talking yourself onto my side of this, but let's not spend too much time on this. Anyway. whole
0: whole offseason. Yeah, that is true. Dan, one thing that's interesting about the Bears in this really just bizarre season that they're having. Montez Sweat currently leads the Bears and the Commanders in sacks. He could be the first player in NFL history to lead two teams in sacks at the end of the same season.
1: The Bears need to lock him up. And I think he was the everybody was questioning this trade by the Bears. But if they can lock him up. That's a huge trade for them for what they gave up because they gave up basically peanuts and they have a ton of cap space too. So yeah, I'm excited um, to see what the bears do. I have a thing with shitty teams. Hence the reason why I like to root for the Browns when
0: they suck. There is something else that needs to be discussed and it has potentially something to do with both of these teams. Uh, Russ Wilson is out in Denver. Like this is a story that we've talked about for the last two weeks the Atlanta Falcons, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots, and I'm even willing to say maybe the Chicago Bears could be interested the in the services of Russ Wilson.
1: So here's another thing that's interesting about Russ Wilson if we're diving into this, this Denver sure. game next. If not, I'm going to save it.
0: No, let's go. Go for it.
1: Hit me. All right. So he's owed like 140 some million in his contract when he gets cut if he's not picked up on waivers. Um, What's interesting is is he can literally go sign with any team he wants for league minimum and the Broncos still have to pay him the rest of that contract. The team just has to cover that. So Russ Russ can literally, Russ can almost pull a Brady, but can maybe pull a Brady off even better. And what I mean by that is go play for a championship and let them build a team around him because he's getting all that money from Denver. And with what everybody knows about Russ, as far as his, Spiritualness and stuff like that. I could see him trying to do something like that. And could there be a reunion in Seattle?
0: Uh, I think we have a better chance of hell freezing over. But okay. you know, we could see and how thing's, things going. on that bad terms. Um, I think you could throw the Giants in that conversation as well. Anybody that needs a quarterback should be in the conversation for that. Uh, a few so notes cool. that I, I missed. I want to see that. A few notes that I missed on the New England Buffalo game. Dalton Kincaid broke Sammy Watkins' franchise record for rookie receptions. With four more catches, he's up to 66 on the year. Watkins had 65 in 2014. The Bills' tight end receptions record, 68. So a good season for that rookie tight end you spoke of. And Stephon Diggs has more tackles this season than Von Miller, who was inactive on Sunday. The eight-time Pro Bowler did not play. He signed a 6-year, 120 million dollar contract 2 seasons ago, and depending on some court battles going on in Texas, he may not finish that contract at all.
1: Yeah, and I believe that might have been why he uh why he mm, probably was was sat in a sense just because of that. Um and he also hasn't had the, the best the best season as
0: well. I think we've spent enough time on teams that suck. Let's go to a team that is going to play for their division title this week. The Raiders are not that team. That team is the Indianapolis Colts, who took care of business at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis with a 23-20 to victory. The Raiders fall to 7-9 and are out of the playoffs. The Colts are now in the AFC South Championship game, where a win will give them the right to face the Cleveland Browns in the heartland of the Hoosier State. Dan, what you got on this one?
1: Anything? Um, You can look at Aiden O'Connell didn't look bad again, uh, to be completely honest. Um, 30 for 47, 299, two tutties. Uh Minshew didn't have a bad game. Um, so let's let's see what happens. Give me tell me a little bit more about these stats.
0: Well, the rushing yards, Vegas still cannot rush the football. 25 for 84. It wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't a great one. Indianapolis was. 29 for 134 and a score. Thanks in large part, Jonathan Taylor. Welcome back. This is what you held out for, and you are doing it well. 21 for 96 and a score on the ground. One catch for eight yards. So you did break your Century mark on all-purpose yards. Nobody else really caught the football. Alec Pierce had one catch for 58 yards. It was a touchdown. Gardner Minshew 15 for 23, 224, and a touchdown was not intercepted. The Colts did not turn the football over. In fact, neither team did. Aiden O'Connell 30 for 47, 299, two TDs, only sacked twice, which is huge for that young man. Zamir White 20 for 71 on the ground. Five for 35 through the air. So a lot of good, solid backfield play from both of these teams. Devontae Adams, 13 for 126, and two touchdowns through the air. He was targeted 21 times and made 13 catches. A lot of those targets were throwaways where he was just the closest guy in the area. Dan, I have said it from the very beginning. Free Devontae Adams from Vegas. Agree, yes or no? Um. Hard to
1: disagree. I'll be interested to see who his quarterback is next year. That's another team that may be interested in trading for Caleb. I just like talking about possibilities, but, I mean, that's not a bad stat line. I feel like Aiden O'Connell hasn't looked bad. Do you think Do you think there's any chance the Raiders stick with him next season?
0: I mean, there's a chance. It's possible, but all things are possible. Just a good like- chance or a bad chance? Like, over or under 50%? Under because okay. of free agency, because of the draft, but I'm not sure I would hate it. It would. It depends on who their coach is going to be next year. You yeah. know that that's going to be the big thing. I don't know if he fits where he's at now, but it's something that I mean we're going to have to wait and see. Um, let's talk Jacobs, about another coach. I know he's
1: injured. Just really quickly, sure. he's gone. Right? He's gone. Who? josh jacobs he got franchise tag he he signed
0: that one-year deal this year yeah i I do believe yes all right anyway let's move along and let's go to another team now denver's still in the playoff picture
1: i do not i believe they are in the wild card picture but it's uh they need a lot of help yeah i'll you want me are we about to talk about that game
0: we are about to talk on that game. Okay. Denver needs a win uh, plus a Jacksonville and Pittsburgh loss to make the playoffs. Uh, they <clears throat> took care of business at Empower Field at Mile High, which is just a ridiculous name for the stadium, with a 16-9 victory over the now 5-11 and Los Angeles Chargers. They will always be the San Diego Chargers to me, folks. Um, will Lutz had himself a day kicking the football. Uh little Jordan Humphrey had a beautiful 54-yard run and catch from Jared Stedham, which was the only touchdown of this football game. Uh, Cameron Dicker, to his credit, hit from 52 and 50, along with a 36-yarder. So he had a pretty decent day as well. Um, this was another case of the offenses just kind of looking bleh.
1: So Denver is officially eliminated from the playoff. playoff. They are. Yes. Um, uh, Easton Stick is not the answer. I, I actually am going to watch some of this Denver game this week. I want to see Stidham. Um, there's just so much hype around him just from kind of people that I semi-trust when it comes to their opinions on football. Um, not fully, but they have had some hits, and this vi- this is a divisional game. So I want to see. I want to watch him. I want to pay attention to how he plays. I'll probably go back and watch some of this game a little bit more as well. Um, I just want to see if he's going to be something that maybe they're looking at in the future because there's got to be a reason why Sean Payton brought him in, right? Is there?
0: Or is this just a wasted season? I is this just Sean Payton th- collecting money?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like Sean Payton had a pretty easy job. On TV, So I think if he came back, he and from from my from my understanding, he took a pay cut to come back.
0: Well, here's the thing that and this is a conversation we can spend a whole show on. The greatest coaches of all time. And I'm going to call Sean Payton one of them because of his offensive mind and what he was able to do in New Orleans. Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, you know, Sean Payton had Drew Brees. Walsh had Young and Montana, you know. The only amazing coach, I guess, or two of them, really, to not have a franchise stud quarterback are Paul Brown and Vince Lombardi. Yes, Bart Starr was there, but Lombardi predated Starr by a good amount. Is it? And it's an age-old question, and it's, I guess, the one I'm posing to you. Does the quarterback make the coach? Does the coach make the quarterback, or do both have to be good? Because we've seen the the most recent two with Belichick and with Peyton lose a franchise, lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, and not be a good head coach. Uh, We can also add Mike Tomlin to that list. Because after Big Ben has left, what have the Steelers done other than finish nine and eight? That's a good
1: question. Let's talk about that on a different show. All right. So we need to. I'm
0: going to make some notes here. We have a lot of different shows we're going to have to do. Let's move along. Let's go to NRG Stadium, which is in Houston, where the Texans keep their playoff hopes alive, winning a game they absolutely should have with a 26 to three dominating performance over the now five and eleven. Tennessee Titans. Congratulations, Mike Frable. You had a hell of a run in Nashville. You're going to be on the unemployment line come Monday. Fedor- I don't Aaron, think he ex- should be. But, but he will apparently
1: be. Apparently there is a lot of, I can't say the word, but I'm going to try and you're going to make fun of me, animosity towards um, 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 between him and the GM. And I think that's what's going to cause him to leave. But I think Vrabel will have a head coaching job somewhere else. I do think he is a great head
0: coach. I really do. I'm excited to see what he can do with an XFL roster.
1: I, you want to know what? Here's my bold call. I'm excited to see what he can do in New England.
0: Wouldn't that be an interesting, like if the Titans and the Patriots traded head coaches because I think that's a good fit in both places. If
1: Belichick's leaving New England, he's going to he's going to the Chargers to coach Justin Herbert.
0: You mean to be in warm weather? Because yes, that's exactly correct. Um Kyle Fairbairn, who was a Pro Bowl snub again, hit four field goals um, in this one and two extra points. He he's a snub. He's a Pro Bowl snub. He was on the IR for like six weeks. But he still had an amazing year. Um despite the fact that this game was twenty six to three. Uh it really wasn't that close as Nick Folk had to hit a fifty-three yard field goal with nuts on the clock to end the first half.
1: I'm so mad at you right now. Why? The fact that this game ended 26 to 3 and you just said it wasn't that close. It wasn't fucking close effort.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how bad Tennessee played. Will Levis two for six for sixteen yards, Ryan Tanhill 16 for 20, which is a good completion percentage. For 168, he was sacked five times, and I believe knocked out of this football game. Levis also
1: Levis was knocked out of the football game.
0: Well, he fumbled the football, so that's Uh it. Whatever. C.J. Stroud did enough. 24 for 32, 213, and a touchdown. He added one rush for four yards on the ground. Devin Singletary, 16 for 80 on the ground, three for six through the air. Um. I guess Nico Collins seven for 80 is the other bright spot for Houston who just, who did enough to beat a bad team. Um,
1: Ed, yeah. Touchdown update. Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry still have the same amount of touch, uh, passing touchdowns this season.
0: Mm, crazy. Uh, we don't need to really dive too much into this one. Do we? I mean, is there a lot we can, we can talk about with this? I, I don't think um, there is like,
1: I just want to see, the Texans win this week
2: at
0: home. That would set up a Houston Green Bay matchup going forward for the following what? week. Our Houston Cleveland matchup, excuse me. Um, also in Houston. Shut up, Dan. It's been a long day. Uh, let's move along to another good team that beat. Well, maybe good team that beat a really bad team and beat them bad, twenty-six to nothing. The Jacksonville Jaguars keep their playoff hopes alive. With a nine with a nine and seven record, beating the Carolina Panthers who fall to two and fourteen. Doug Peterson, congratulations! You may have just saved your job for another season. Uh, Brandon McManus started this one off with three field goals inside the red zone from 35, 26, and 24, as the Carolina defense actually stopped Jacksonville with that bend but don't break, which I absolutely hate. Travis Etienne had a 62-yard rush on one of the most beautiful runs you'll ever see. And then he added a one-yard rush to really in garbage time with 416 left. Travis Um, Etienne is an interesting case here, Dan. He's got to be the focal point of this Jacksonville offense going forward. Yes or no? No. No?
1: It it depends on who's under center. If if Sunshine can come back, he doesn't necessarily need to be. He's a well-enough passer. To get the ball around, um, I watched a lot of this game because I had a huge betting interest in this game. Mm. Um, and Carolina is that bad, but this Jacksonville offense is also that bad. This was a Jacksonville defensive game, this Jacksonville defense got right, got it together. Josh did he? There was a good Josh Allen that played this Sunday, and it was not the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Um, I'll also say that Chuba Hubbard should earn himself a starting job somewhere, if not in Carolina. Um, he looked very good. Um, and I will also say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are lying about their attendance because I watched this game just like the St.
0: Louis Cardinals lied about their attendance this past season. You shut your dirty little mouth. So hold on. Wait a second. Hold up. You're saying that an entity owned by the Khan family is lying about their attendance. One hundred percent. and we got a
1: wrestling show soon.
0: Yeah, we really do, because I miss doing that. There's nothing really much else we need to mention on this one, except there is. Uh, Panthers defensive tackle Derek Brown and Jaguar's offensive tackle Cam Robinson, uh, were ejected after getting into a fight in this one. Can't really call it much of a fight if it's the NFL. Uh, kicker Eddie Pinheiro had some tightness in his hamstring and warm-ups. Carolina was playing without a kicker. Linebacker Kamu yes. Grugler Grugier, was, kicking off, was, kicking Hill, off. was kicking off for Carolina. But the most interesting thing that came from this one was a $300,000 fine to Carolina Panthers owner Dave Tepper. where the team. It was, and I'm saying this with air quotes put around it, he spilled his drink on a Jacksonville fan. He spilled oh, no. his drink much the same way calling a woman fat in a bar would spill their drink all over your face.
1: No, no, no. He he admitted that he, admitted that, that he dumped it
0: on him. He actually no, admitted it. I'm talking about the tweet that I saw with the video that came oh. from it said he spilled his drink. He didn't spill it. It got thrown. Also, last thing – Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram is the eighth tight end in NFL history with 100 receptions in a season.
1: Dan, he's not a pro bowler. That's that's also very interesting because I'm pretty sure he missed at least two games. The other thing I want to add about Tepler is somebody did the math with his net worth. This was equal to a $1.66 fine.
0: Yeah. That's ridiculous. You want to know what else is ridiculous, Dan? The fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are only 10 and 6. The only reason they're 10 and 6 is because Cincinnati is terrible. They are officially eliminated from the playoffs after a 25 to 17 loss to the Chiefs in the barbecue capital of the Midwest at Jiha Field at what the stadium should be called, Arrowhead. Harrison Butker took over this football game. With 6.23 left in the second quarter after a Jake Browning one-yard rush and Evan McPherson kick at the extra point, this game was 17-7 in favor of Cincinnati. Bucker hit from 54, 43, 27, 24, 48, and 46, the last one coming with 2.59 left to make it an eight-point game. He also converted his only extra point with 2.58 left in the first quarter. He's also a Pro Bowl snub.
2: What do you think about that, Dan? Uh,
0: Is it feasible uh, for your team to win when your kicker is clearly your best player?
2: No, not a chance.
0: Uh, Kansas City's offensive stats didn't look terrible. 21 for 29, 245 and a score for Mahomes. He also turned the football over on a lost fumble. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 18 for 130, 7 for 35, and a touchdown through the air. Rashi Rice, 5 for 127. Travis Kelsey continues to slumber. Three catches, 16 yards, but Taylor Swift was wearing his jacket this week for those of you that follow that kind of stuff. Jake Browning, 19 for 33, 197, a touchdown, sacked six times. He did add seven rushes for 32 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Joe Mixon, where have you been 21 for 65 on the ground, 4 for 22, and he scored through the air. Cincinnati's officially eliminated. Where do they go from here? They have Cleveland this week in what is a meaningless game for both teams. Would you watch this game? If you were given free tickets to this game, would you go?
1: Ed, so I know it's not possible to do, but if I'm Cincinnati, I'm legitimately trying to give Cleveland this win. Why? You have draft your franchise quarterback. You fr- exactly. You have your franchise quarterback. You have your franchise wide receiver. You, you, you try to get draft position. And, and like I said, I know it's not possible to do. But if I am Cincinnati, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it. Especially because you know your head coach's job isn't going to be in jeopardy or anything along those lines. So... I'm just kind of throwing out some crazy thoughts cause I don't have much else to add, but what do you think about that?
0: I mean, as a Browns fan, you know, 12 and five looks a lot better than 11 and six, but, um, but I mean from a Cincinnati NFL, side, are,
1: are you like, if you're the GM and you're the head coach or no. something, they're like, Hey, neither one of us are getting fired.
0: You, you can't do that. It's, it's, I never agreed with the whole tanking for a specific player anyway. So, no, I'm sorry. You can't do that. One interesting – well, two interesting stats that come from this one, both on the Kansas City side of the football. Dan, Larry Fitzgerald, the Hall of Fame wide receiver, had 29 career drops, which goes to show you just how amazing that man was. 17 years in the league. Kansas City has dropped 40 passes this year, 26 by wide receivers. Let that sink in. That that's insane. This is also the eighth year in a row Kansas City has won the AFC West championship. I do believe that is that has to be close to a record in professional sports, at least for the NFL, since they went to the eight division setup. You got anything else you want to bring to this one before we put a B in this bonnet and move along? Nope. Let's move on. Let's go one, to one o'clock game left. Um, Well, I'm reading these out of order, so it doesn't really matter. Um, U.S. Bank Stadium was the site of a shirtless Kirk Cousins doing the skull pregame, whatever the Vikings call it. It did not inspire his team as they fell 33 to 10. The Green Bay Packers now own their own destiny for a playoff spot. As they are eight and eight, the Vikings fall seven to seven and nine. the Vikings are eliminated. Kevin O'Connell will have a job on Monday next Monday. I think so. Mm. um not really too much to go for well, we have a lot to go for this one. um I don't listen, there's <laughs> not much to talk about with this game. Jalen Reed's touchdown at the end of the first half was amazing uh how How often would you hear a go pack go chant in Minnesota with more than just two minutes left on the clock because it was loud in Minnesota toward the end of that football game? the Green Bay kicker um and I'm struggling to find to remember his name I gotta look here uh Anders Carlson has missed five extra points on the season. No other kicker has missed more than three uh Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, yeah.
1: Listen, if anybody, if anybody, I I don't want to hear any conversation next season, preseason from any media that Kirk Cousins is not worthy of a starting job and Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback because Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall and Josh and the pastor, not Josh Stobbs has done absolutely nothing
0: (laughs) with this team. That, That was good. Uh, you know, it's pretty telling when Chris Collinsworth is calling for a quarterback to be benched in the first quarter. And that's what he did with Jared Hall, who finished the game five for 10 for 67 yards and an interception. He was also sacked three times, lost a fumble and looked discombobulated, to say the least. Nick Mullins did have a somewhat better game. 13 for 22, 113 and a touchdown, which gave Minnesota a little bit of life. Uh Jordan Love. 24 for 33, 256, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 20 for 120, including a catch and a catch for 10 yards. Great to see coming from him. Bo Melton, six for 105 and a touchdown. Jalen Reed, six for 89 and two touchdowns. Dan, what can you tell me about Bo Melton?
1: I can't tell you anything about Bo Melton, but what I can tell you is, is Green Bay will run the North again within two years. And that's me being a, a, a Lions fan. I believe in Jordan Love. Um, I honestly do not think that Green Bay has missed on a wide receiver. Bo Melton is a rookie wide receiver. Jaden uh, Reed is. Romeo Dobbs is. Well, they I'm, have I'm sorry, the I'm youngest. Right, I'm, I'm within, yes, they have the youngest receiving yeah. Because obviously Romeo Dobbs is not. He was last year. Same with Chris and Watson. But these guys are all young. And this team looks good. Now – Hindsight 2020, Rodgers is older, so really it didn't make sense to stick around, but I I think Jordan Love has earned himself his fifth-year option, and I think Jordan Love is going to be a top-ten quarterback in the NFL within two
0: seasons. Uh, Just to give you a little background on Bo Melton, he was a seventh-round draft pick in the 2022 draft by the Seattle Seahawks, 229 overall. He's not either. What's that? He's not a rookie wide receiver either. He actually did not get any time with Seattle as he was immediately signed to the practice squad after being waived August 30th, 2022. He was signed by the Packers late last season, and he's been on the Packers practice squad off and on all season. So, yeah, he's uh, this has been his first real game play. He appeared in four games. He started one, 11 receptions for 156 yards. And a buttload of that came this week, so there, there's that. Um, the Packers just keep continuing to get younger and not lose. Is that a testament to how good Green Bay's front office is, or just? Uh, luck? I think so.
1: I think that plays a lot into that. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, they've just hit. You and I both had questions about them in the beginning of the season. Jordan love was just getting his feet under him after that bad stretch of what was that week four, five, six, and seven. Yeah. I mean, he's gone one, two, three, four, five, six, and three since then. And two and one, the three games before that. So, and he's beaten some very good teams as well. So I think uh, green Bay fans
0: have a lot to look forward to with Jordan. Love. Uh, Let's look at another team who is made a lot of headlines today. As the Los Angeles Rams improved to 9-7 and clinch a playoff spot with a 26-25 victory over the Giants at MetLife Stadium, the Giants fall to 5-11. Brian Dable, you had a good run in New York. Good luck in your future endeavors come Monday. He's not getting fired. Um, This one, the Rams shouldn't have won. This was 26-19 with 3-30 left. Gunnar Olszewski with a 30, or I'm sorry, a 94-yard punt return the Giants go for two and miss it's pretty ballsy call with 327 left I mean I guess you got nothing to lose if you're Brian Dable you got
1: you got nothing to lose you're you're five and ten at that point go for the wing keep it out of there if you lose oh well I don't think Dable's getting fired so now you just got a better draft position by losing that game and you can build your team up more You can go get that wide receiver because they don't have a top wide receiver. Or you can
0: get yourself a lineman because your line has looked like shit all season, too. Just absolutely terrible. Now, this one is known. This one will go down as Mason Crosby losing this football game for the Giants. Uh, Tyrod Taylor finished this football game in New York. He scrambled to the right for 31 yards, taking the football from the Giants 35 to the Rams 34, spiking the football with 43 seconds left. Saquon Barkley lined it up in the middle. They tried to pass on third and 12, did not get there. With 35 seconds left, Mason Crosby missed a 54-yard field goal that would have won this football game. Tyron Taylor, does he start this week? Yeah, I see, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, I would think so, unless there's, like, some injury clause or something like that in his contract, and you get away with starting Tommy DeVito.
0: 27 Just to save for yourself 40- some
1: potential money.
0: Tyrod Taylor, 27 for 41, 319, a TD, and interception, sacked six times, which if you know anything about Tyrod Taylor, you don't want to see him get sacked six times. He added six rushes for 40 yards on the ground, including that big 31-yarder to set up the potential game-winning field goal miss. Darius Slayton, four catches, 106 yards, and a score. Matt Stafford, 24 for 34, 317, a TD, two interceptions. Kyron Williams, 20 for 87, three rushing touchdowns. If you had him, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. You won your fantasy league. Puka Nakua, five catches, 118 yards. Demarcus Robinson, six catches, 92 yards. Cooper Cup, just four catches, 27 yards, but he did find the end zone. Demarcus Robinson also fumbled twice and lost one. Dan, interesting thing from here, Puka Nakua will be one of the only Rams starters to play this week he needs five receptions and 29 yards against the Niners to break the all-time rookie receptions record in the NFL which was set by Jalen Waddell and the rookie receiving yards record which was set by a guy named Bill Groman he gets it right you think
1: um yeah I think he gets it it's it's crazy to think that he won't be your uh rookie of the year (laughs)
0: Unfortunately, there is somebody else that has something to say about that. And that man's name is CJ Stroud. Dan, the Rams actually waited on the tarmac in Newark to uh, to watch the Seahawks lose their contest to clinch a playoff spot. If you're Stan to me, Croc- that's crazy
1: that you don't have Wi-Fi to where you can watch that in the air.
0: Exactly what I was going to say. Stan Crocky is one of the richest men on earth. Why wouldn't you, I don't know, splurge for a TV on the plane? And sit in I mean, of you all can places, literally at get like,
1: airport. You can get like dish or something like that up in the air as well, like dish DirecTV, something along those lines. Or A, a fucking cell phone. Uh, uh, maybe because maybe because it has to do with like local cable availability or something like that. Who who knows? I don't know. So what um, you're
0: saying is Stan Kroenke doesn't have enough money to pay for Sunday ticket or to pay the NFL. The NFL doesn't give that to their players for free? Uh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Uh, Let's move along. Let's talk about a game that surprised all of us. Every single one of us. Nobody saw this one coming. Nobody picked this one. In fact, this one screwed me over because this was my confidence pick, which I just need to stop making those this week, this ever. Um, The Arizona Cardinals beat the Philadelphia Eagles 35 31 and continue to be perfect in the state of Pennsylvania. They improved to four and 12. The lions fall to 11 and five. They are a wild card seed and do not control their own destiny for winning the NFC East. They have a matchup at New York against the giants this week where Dallas can clinch the division with a win or a tie against Washington provided Philadelphia doesn't. If they, if the Cowboys tie, Philadelphia has to win. If they both tie, Dallas has it. If they both lose, Dallas has it. If they both win, Dallas has it. So Dallas is in the driver's seat. But, Dan, the Arizona Cardinals, 4-12, and beat the reigning best team in football. Kyler Murray, what is going on with Kyler Murray? Like, is he back? Can we say he's this good? Is this just a, they caught Philly napping? Kyler Murray was so locked in that he showed up.
1: In Philly, in a Sid the Kid Jersey, Ed, you're a hockey fan. How much do you appreciate that
2: i'm
0: it's for the fans, I guess because i'm i'm ninety nine percent sure no Philadelphia Eagle. Is intimidated by a five foot eight guy wearing a hockey jersey that looks size is too big for him, Um, especially for a crybaby bitch like Sidney Crosby. Um, But hey, it's it's isn't it more so just getting under the
1: getting under the skin of the fans, especially with knowing how Philly fans are. That that's more so what I mean. Like you hate Philly fans. I hate Philly fans because Philly fans are some of the most hateable people in the world.
0: These are the same people that threw snow, are, what, booed Santa Claus, are notorious for their snowball fights, threw batteries at Scott Rowland and at J.D. Drew on their first games in Cardinal uniforms back in Philadelphia. I mean, just, just terrible. Um, but anyway, Kyler Murray had himself a game. He threw six incompletions. He was 25 for 31, 232, three TDs. One of those incompletions was to a Philadelphia Eagle. As he threw one interception, he added five rushes for 24 yards. James Connor, where have you been? Welcome back buddy. 26 for 128 and a score on the ground. One for five and a score through the air. Um, Michael Carter, one catch, six yards and a score. He added seven rushes for 61 yards on the ground. Uh, Greg Dorch. What can you tell me about Greg Dorch? Who is Greg Dorch? Why do I care uh, he's about Greg Dorch? in the league.
1: Dorch? I want to say this is his third year in the league. He's been with Arizona. Uh, he's a solid like when i say deep i mean like deep roster fantasy wide receiver he uh he's either he's either boom or bust essentially is what he is undrafted rookie out of
0: wake for or un- he's he not undrafted free agent excuse me out of wake forest okay. so there that's greg Dortch right
2: there um how did this happen
1: Philly came out flat. I don't know what's going on with them, but they don't look right. That's what I mean with San Francisco. You know, if there's one team actually in the NFC that I think may surprise everybody when it comes to the playoffs, and I don't know if it's really that much of a surprise at this point, it's it's the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Well, let me break it down for what happened here, fellas, or fella or people listening, or if there's a woman listening, I apologize. Uh, 237 left, 4th and fifteen from the Arizona 25. In a tie game, Jake Elliott kicks a 43 yard field goal to give Philadelphia a three point lead. Then Kyler Murray went down the field with two consecutive tosses to Dorge, one for 10, one for 36, to go from the Philadelphia, or the Arizona 49 to the Philadelphia 5. Then James Conner took in and finished the game, or finished the drive, I should say. Uh Dan, I thought this Philadelphia defense was supposed to be good. Like, haven't we heard all season about how vaulted this Philadelphia defense is? And about I how mean, they, they are. I just the don't offense. know what's happened to the offense, in my opinion. If they're so good, how do you let Kyler Murray go, go 75 or 65 yards in just under two minutes with the game on the line? How do you let that happen? Because Kyler Murray's not as bad as we think
1: he is, because they just really had a bad season without him. And once he gets some weapons around him this offseason, I think we're gonna see a different guy that we saw a
0: few years ago when they made the playoffs. Uh, interesting thing to point out, Jalen Hurts one of well, Jalen Hurts' interception at the end of the game. One of the few blemishes on him <coughs> this this week. In fact, that was his only interception. He was 18 for 23 for 167. Three touchdowns. He had an eight for 25 on the ground. Uh, Julio Jones, two catches, 34 yards. Both of them were in the end zone. Is there reason to worry in Philadelphia? Yes. I mean, they're going to go. They have a really strong shot to play a team like Tampa Bay. For in that first round of the playoffs, a lot of the same way Cleveland. They're in the same position Cleveland is. They're pretty much locked into the five. They can still get the 2 but they're going to need help. But if you're Philly, you got to worry about week week 1 of the playoffs.
1: You 100% do. You absolutely do because even if Philly goes like you said they they're most likely going to Tampa. I think Tampa Tampa plays Carolina this week. Tampa wins and Tampa's not a bad team. Yes, they have a lot of ups and downs, but if I'm not I oh, mean, uh oh, that game, I have a feeling Philly would be highly favored in, like almost a four- or five-point favorite, which is a lot. Um, but they—they they ha- I think Tampa has a good chance to beat them, as crazy as that sounds, uh, because of the type of football that Baker Mayfield
0: can play. Fair
1: there enough. Um, your voice some, some love
0: there. The four Cardinals victories have been over the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Pittsburgh Steelers which all, well, two of those three are in the playoffs and Pittsburgh has a realistic shot and the Atlanta Falcons. So not exactly outside of the Falcons pushovers there. Uh, If you're Philadelphia, you also got to worry about Devontae Smith was spotted in a walking boot using crutches after the loss in Arizona. No update on his status going forward. And the Arizona Cardinals are winless in their division but are undefeated in Pennsylvania, like I mentioned earlier. That's a crazy-ass stat. That is crazy. Are you ready? Are you ready to do this?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead.
0: Are you ready to talk? Because this is your time to shine, Dan. This is your time to shine. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we get there, and that's a tease for the commercial that we'll be playing later, I, I need to apologize to Dan. Because I was kind of a dick about this all throughout the season. And I was a dick about it on Sunday, but they pulled it out. So, Dan, I apologize for being an asshole. And I apologize for picking the Dolphins over the Ravens. So here's your time. I talked a lot about the, the Browns. Let's hear it about your fifty six to nineteen victory. You now Ravens improved to thirteen and ten over the eleven and five Miami Dolphins at MT Big Stadium. Go.
1: Uh, First thing, let's just mention here. uh, Let's give Tyreek Hill some props because he's had a hell of a season. He did miss a game. Uh, First player in NFL history with back to back 1,700 receiving yards. And I do believe if he doesn't get injured a few weeks ago, he does get over 2,000 receiving yards. Agreed. Um, The refs had a rough week, as we've already mentioned. They missed two PIs and a half. uh, Before the last drive, before the last drive of the first half, Lamar had one incompletion, uh, a drop. On uh the first attempt, and that to me was questionable, and that was more so on Bateman for not being able to haul that in and hold it still. Um at the half, Lamar was twelve for fourteen with two fifty five and three touchdowns. A chain is the only reason, and this is true, you pointed this out to me. A chain was the only reason Miami had any success in that first half. Two drop touchdowns by oh, Miami though, in. which which was a you're uh right. what's that? He's the only reason. Man. That's period. Point blank. He uh, was him, and that's it. Yes. Um Tyreek dropped a touchdown in the first half. Uh, Claypool dropped one in the second half. At that point, the game was out of reach, though. Uh Flowers 75 yard catch and run. Um, it was the one thing I want to I want to point out about this Flowers touchdown. Um, is when Lamar took this snap. A lot of people will – it's – not. I don't want to say a lot of people. This is one of the smartest things I think anybody has done to this Miami defense all season. I have not seen it brought up, and I feel like it would have been brought up and we would have covered it previously. Lamar dropped back left-handed. Tua is a left-handed quarterback. Almost every other quarterback in the league is right-handed. So Miami, when they see a left-handed quarterback drop back, they almost fall into that just from the repetitions of going through it every single season. Lamar then – then drops his right shoulder and throws this dime to Zay for the 75 yard touchdown. And when you watch this play, you see Miami react like he is a left-handed quarterback and don't, and, and they don't think about it. And my, the, my, one of the Miami defenders, forgive me for not remembering who it was, did an interview and he was like, that was crazy. That was smart, but damn. And without being at seeing it, brought out like that i would have never thought about it but that was extremely smart and do we maybe see josh allen try something like that this week um likely had a crazy
2: 35 yard
1: touchdown at the end of the first half with that one-handed catch uh gordon like i said earlier gordon has looked good and he's got into uh what do you think about that obj
0: catch uh that's baltimore's play of the year and i i mean that's the OBJ that the Browns thought they were getting. That's the OBJ that the Rams kind of got. Uh that's the OBJ we haven't seen really since he left since he left New York. And, yeah, and he looks like healthy. he's he looks like he's healthy. He looks like he's having fun. He may have a competent quarterback now, which That's awesome. Um, and and good for him. You know, no I have no ill will toward OBJ. That was a hell of a play.
1: So a little bit of a little bit more about Lamar here. Um, since 2019, only one quarterback has had a perfect passer rating more than once, uh, and this quarterback has done it three times. And this quarterback has done it twice against the Miami Dolphins, and that quarterback is Lamar Jackson. If Lamar, over the course of his career, has a has a a passer rating a perfect passer rating a, two more times, he's done it the most out of anybody else. Uh, Ricard got a touchdown. There's so many notes that you took for me here. Um, man, I don't even want to keep going just because you – I will give you credit where credit is due. You uh, you pointed out that they were the better team. Uh, the one thing I want to point about here, um, Ed, so this is from a Miami reporter. Uh, John Harbaugh is ruthless, allows a ruthless, unnecessary, distasteful touchdown pass at the end of the 56 to 19 win how do the dolphins feel about this would you have done it and this was right after brady chubb or bradley chubb has been carted off with what we now know as a acl injury uh there was 233 left and the score was 49 to 19 was that touchdown necessary
0: was it necessary for miami to put up 70 earlier in the season
1: I get Ah, even brought that up because I wanted to bring that up. I mean they won seventeen to twenty earlier in the season.
0: I get that you're emotionally scarred because you just saw arguably your best defensive player, one of the top defensive players in the league, have a catastrophic leg injury. Wonder what that's like to watch a guy named Chubb, who's a focal point of your team, to you know Go down with the injuries,
1: really When that happened, yourself? and I told you, I told you, because you know I watched the games on my computer. Um, I messaged you and I told you that I had to, I, I had to refresh so I didn't hear sound because you could hear him yelling in pain over the broadcast. Yeah, uh, it's sad. Rough. He's had a really rough injury-riddled season. There was no reason for him to be out here. I do wish him nothing but the best in recovery because he is a star on the defensive side of the ball.
0: It's not a good season to be a Chubb ACL. Fair point. Um, You got anything else you want to bring to this one? This is your team. You got unlimited time to talk. Um, scoregami 56-19. Uh, yeah. uh, something like the one oh, – they've had over 1,000 different score combinations in NFL history. This was a brand new one, 1,084 to be um, exact. It is
1: um, – I'm worried as a Baltimore fan uh, because it was a good year to be a regular season Baltimore fan. The Orioles win the division. The Ravens win the division. Mm-hmm. The Orioles go out in the first
0: round. They play. Let's hope the Ravens don't do the same.
1: Um, Lamar is, is hands
0: down your MVP. Well, now, to be fair, the Ravens can't go out in the first round.
1: I said, I said in the first round they play because I said I, I was making the same points to you about the Orioles. Uh Lamar is now the favorite. The MVP odds are officially off the books as
0: well. Um negative 20,000 at the DK Sportsbook on yeah. Sunday. You could have placed that bet in the fourth quarter of the game on Sunday. Negative 20,000. Um
1: and the one thing I will say and and I will respect it now that the divisions locked up cuz that did mean a lot to me because I had a wager on it. Um But the last QB to beat the Ravens uh, looks like it's going to be Deshaun. To beat a full Ravens team is going to be Deshaun Watson, who did it with a hurt shoulder and ankle. Um, And I have a lot of respect for the Browns. I will, as much shit as I gave you over the past couple of weeks, it's truly because I was scared of our schedule. Um, And you guys had a weak schedule and you guys looked great. Uh, If that game does happen, I do not want it to happen until the AFC Championship. Because uh, that will be a heartbreaker for one of us. But I feel like it will be a very enjoyable game to watch. They are the it, best two
0: teams in the AFC.
1: If um, it does, do have to throw the bills in if, that mix.
0: It, no, you don't. If it does wind up being the winner goes to the Super Bowl, it'll be the end of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Because one of us is going to murder the other. Especially game if the we watch that
1: that's one game we can't watch together.
0: We we can't because one of us will get hit. Uh, Dan, no, did. now, did you watch what happened the next day with the other Harbaugh brother and Michigan taking care of business against who did they Alabama. Play? Alabama, that's right. Is there a better time to be a Harbaugh? Uh,
1: no, but I mean,
0: Alabama should have won that game. I don't want to talk about it. Lost some money, did you? That happens to the best of us. Uh, one last thing, and I'm going to ask you a layup question for you. Like Lee Andrews, if they are healthy, the best one-two tight end combination in football? Uh, I think it's hard to argue against. Okay, and how much does – this is a question that's not going to be a layup. How much does a Bradley Chubb injury impact Miami in the postseason?
1: In the postseason, I think it actually can have a huge impact because defense wins championships.
0: Mm, spoken like a true Ravens fan. Uh, anything Ed, else one th- thing I do want to point out. Sure.
1: Um, the Ravens won their first Super Bowl in 2000. The Ravens okay. won their second Super Bowl in 2012.
2: Uh-huh. The Ravens? Do they
1: win their third Super Bowl in 2024, 12 years apart? Hmm.
0: We'll see. 12 years apart from the first one, 12 years apart from the third one. I'm, I'm, I'm very non-committal about this. Let's move along. Let's go to Lumen Field in Seattle, where the Pittsburgh Steelers kept their playoff hopes alive with a 30-23 victory over the 8-8 eight eight Seattle Seahawks, who are not eliminated just yet. This one came down to the very bitter end. As Seattle with 201 left had a Jason Myers field goal from 24 yards out. Dan, if you're Seattle, do you go for it there or do you take the points and try the onside kick? You, you, you take the points and go for the onside. Well, they did. Myers converted the extra point. And I do believe that I got to check this out here. Yeah, Seattle had two timeouts. So they would have gotten the football back had they been able to stop Najee Harris on a third and seven at the Seattle 17 yard line after the onside kick. Um, Pittsburgh did just enough to stay alive. Mason Rudolph will start week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to root for the Ravens. I really don't want to see the Steelers win. Am I rooting for a tie here?
1: Um, I don't know if you're rooting for a tie, but one thing I want to talk about here before I forget is the fact that it is rumored. It has not been confirmed by multiple sources, but it is rumored that Kenny Pickett refused to back up Mason Rudolph, which is why he was the third string quarterback, the emergency quarterback, and not dressed for the game. Does Kenny Pickett deserve to have that right?
0: I mean, he's the incumbent starter. He's got, he was a starter for how many ever years at Pitt in that stadium. He's got a cult-like following. I think his head's maybe bigger than what his talent has played up to this season. Because you can blame Matt Canada for only so much, but it can't be denied. When Matt Canada was screwing up that offense, Steelers were still winning football games. Steelers have not had a winning record since Matt Canada left. Can he they pick are two the zero
1: under Mason Rudolph, and personally, I think like Mason Rudolph has looked the best out of the three quarterbacks to play so
0: far this season. And that was going to be my next point. Um, I see where he would think that, but no, he 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 doesn't have that right. He's still a young guy, you know. Hubris being what it is, yeah, but no, he's he's no. Najee Harris, what a game! Well. Congratulations to Mike Tomlin. Seventeen consecutive seasons without a losing record. That's impressive. Yes, it is. Out of those 17, seven of them, he's gone nine and seven. Or nine and eight as it is. Including the last, I believe, last four seasons he has been nine and eight. Uh not nine and seven and one, nine and eight, nine nine and seven this season. So the last three. Then he had a 12 and 4 season in 2020, where he lost to the wild card to the Browns. He was eight and eight in the nine six and one before, so maybe that number's a little inflated. He's also gone eight and eight in 2013 and 2012 and 2006. So
1: yeah, but not losing not losing
0: was Phil Cowher. So forgive me for that one, but. I feel like Mike Tomlin gets a lot of a lot of good press for this when, in reality, he's doing just enough to keep the streak alive. He is getting uh, I mean, the at I mean he's playing the first five innings of Cal Ripken's streak and then getting pulled for a pinch hitter or a I mean, defensive fair, replacement. Fair
1: enough, but man, Pittsburgh's offense had 468 yards. I'm gonna be honest, they are a favorite against the Ravens and I think they may win that game handily why what why why um the way this offense is clicking i mean and really just how decimated we are if this game mattered for us i would actually be nervous about it kyle hamilton probably wouldn't be playing marlon humphrey most likely wouldn't be playing um Uh, probably
0: snub marlon humphrey by the way
1: there's just there's just a lot of injuries on the Ravens side of the ball that would have me worried and this offense has looked good the past two weeks um Seattle, they win and they need help. They need a Green Bay loss. That's basically it. They can tie and get in with some crazy stuff. But you're looking at a win and a Green Bay loss for them to get in.
0: Yeah, interesting thing about that whole Green Bay scenario. If Green Bay wins and the Rams lose, and the Rams are really only starting Puka Nakua this week, Green Bay is in a 6th seed and the Rams fall to a 7th seed, which kind of sets some playoff things in Has motion there. Has
1: you the Rams are sitting, sitting
0: starters? Yes, it has. It got confirmed today. Okay. Um, Let's move along. Let's talk about our second to last game of the week. The New Orleans Saints improved to 8-8 and and kept their playoff hopes alive with a 23-13 victory at Raymond James Stadium over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have pissed away a lead and potentially a playoff appearance as they now have to win and get in as the division champion. Uh, Dan, what happened here? Derek Carr was good but not great. Baker Mayfield was great but not good. Fumbles galore. Mayfield threw two interceptions. I mean, just ick of a game. If you're Tampa, um, I I mean I, I'll be honest. I didn't
1: watch much of this just because there were other games on in this time slot that interested me more. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, you're gonna say I'm talking shit about your boy Baker, but this is the this is the Baker that I know. He, for some reason, can't seem to close it out when he needs to. I mean, granted, he did go 22 for 33 with three or nine and two touchdowns, but two costly interceptions as well. Um, this game was not as close as the scoreboard said it was. This was not a 10-point game. All 13 points came in the fourth quarter. Um, they did. The Saints did lose Alvin Kamara as well. I'm not 100% sure of his status for this week. He's questionable. Uh, But, I mean, I don't have much to add from this. These two teams are fighting for a division, but Tampa has the easier course going up against the Carolina team this week, uh, the worst team in the league by far.
0: Yeah. um, By the way, just to back up Baker Mayfield a little bit, 3,907 yards this year, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which is admittedly high, 7.3 yards per attempt above his career average. He started all 16 games for Tampa Bay. He's played well. He
2: did not play well in the game that mattered to close out the division. I
0: mean, Joe Flacco does it. I say Joe Flacco played well. If Tampa Bay wins this football game, Baker Mayfield played well. Tampa Bay did not win this football game. Baker Mayfield did not play well. I Welcome to the life I of the agree. starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, let's move on to the last game of the week, San Francisco, 12-4. and four. With a 27-10 victory over the Washington Commanders who fall to 4-12, Ron Rivera, you've had a great run in Washington. We wish you the best in your future he endeavors. Not.
1: He has not had a great run in Washington. I don't think he's had a
0: winning season in Washington. I'm trying to be positive. Okay? I'm, I'm not trying to him. Man, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, not a pro bowler. 7 for 114 and a touchdown. Brock Party, 22 for 28, 230 and two scores. Uh, this, yeah, to, let's see, who was it? Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. 17 for 80 and a score from Elijah Mitchell, who is now another threat. CMC, 14 for 64, 4 for 27 on the ground and through the air, respectively. Debo Samuel, 5 for 37 and a score through the air, 3 for 35 on the ground. How do you stop San Francisco? Can you stop San Francisco? Do you gotta Um, get to um, Birdie and just him on
1: his ass. I mean, based off the way our two teams beat him this year alone, yeah, you get to the quarterback, and that causes a that causes a a big difference. Um, but there's not much to add. Hopefully, CMC is healthy for the playoffs. He's already been ruled out this week. He did leave this game with an injury. But before they had McCaffrey, Mitchell Mitchell was the guy, um, and he still looks to be the guy. I'm not sure if his contract situation, but if he's a free agent. I could see him getting a pretty penny to go start somewhere else in the league.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up what happened in week 17. Let's take a look at some playoff clinching scenarios for week 18. Now, Dan, this is interesting because in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens clinched the number one overall seed, have the bye week. The road to the Super Bowl goes through. Whatever the nickname of Baltimore is. The Crab City. What do you guys call yourself? The Charm City or something like that? Charm City. Uh, Kansas City has also clinched the AFC West title. The Cleveland Browns have clinched a playoff berth, as have the Miami Dolphins. However, the Dolphins have not clinched the division. The winner of the Bills-Miami Dolphins game will determine who will be, I believe, that Depending on how the, what the Chiefs do, who will be the two-seed and who will be the three-seed? Um, Buffalo can clinch the AFC East with a win. Win and they're in. Now, Buffalo also clinches so, a playoff berth with a tie or a Pittsburgh losser or tie or a Jacksonville losser or tie or a Houston-Indianapolis tie. So also, so, really quickly, while you're talking sure. about the miami game, that
1: is for the number two seed. Kansas City okay. is locked into the number three seed. So these two teams are playing for the two seed and the six seed.
0: Fair well, there you go. Uh, the Houston Texans will take on the Indianapolis Colts. Houston clinches the AFC South with a win and a Jacksonville loss or a tie. Houston clinches a playoff berth with a Houston win or a Houston tie plus a Jacksonville loss plus a Pittsburgh loss or tie. So Houston controls her own destiny. Win, and you're in. The Indianapolis Colts can. Clinch no. the- yes. Houston wins and they're in. Houston clinches a playoff berth with a Houston win or. That's not correct. This is coming from NFL.com. This is correct. The Indianapolis Colts can clinch the AFC South division title with a win plus a Jacksonville loss or a tie, or an Indianapolis tie and a Jacksonville loss oh, Indianapolis right. you are correct
1: no that's not correct hold on hold on hold on Houston wins Jacksonville wins and Buffalo wins and they're in if Buffalo loses they do not they are not guaranteed to be in
0: yes they are this is they're coming not. from the NFL they're the ones that run the, the NFL is wrong no they're not Indianapolis clinches a playoff berth with a win Or a tie and a Pittsburgh loss or a tie. So Indianapolis winning in. So that game in Houston, we're getting a playoff team out of there. At least one, potentially two. Jacksonville can clinch the AFC South Division title with a win. Or a Jacksonville tie and an Indianapolis and Houston tie. If that happens, that's got to be one of the strangest sets of games we'll ever see. Jacksonville clinches a playoff berth with... A Jacksonville tie plus a Pittsburgh loss or, or tie, or a Pittsburgh loss plus a Denver loss or tie, plus a Houston and Indianapolis doesn't win in a tie. We tracking so far?
1: Yes, and Ed, I, I do apologize.
0: I was wrong. You are right. I will admit that. I'm going to clip that, and I'm going to play that a lot. Miami, you can clinch the AFC division title with a win. You are already in the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers, now you need some help. You are going up against the 13-3 Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. You clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Buffalo loss, a win and a Jacksonville loss or a tie, a win and a Houston-Indianapolis tie, or a Pittsburgh tie plus a Jacksonville loss plus Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie, or Jacksonville loss, Denver win, and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So that... Technically, Pittsburgh doesn't have to win to get in. They just need some help. They have to tie or win. They can't lose. No, they can still lose with a Jacksonville loss and a Denver win and Indianapolis and Houston not ending in a tie. Oh, yeah, you're right. Jesus. The NFC. San Francisco, you're the number one seed. You have the lone first round by. This is a lot simpler. Yes, it is. The Lions, you are the NFC North champions. The Cowboys, you are in. The division still up for grabs. You will be the third or the fifth seed. The Los Angeles Rams, you are in. Your division is not completely locked up. The Dolphins can get the two seed. If okay. If they win, yes.
1: or not the, the Lions. If they win, Dallas loses and Philly loses.
0: Okay, so there we go. Um And Philadelphia, you are in. You are playing for your division or the fifth seed. The Atlanta Falcons, you are not done. You win with an Atlanta win and a Tampa Bay loss. You win the South. Cowboys, you clinch the East with a win or a tie and a Philly tie or a Philly loss outright. So Dallas doesn't have to win to win their division. They just need Philly to lose. Green Bay, you can clinch a playoff berth by beating Chicago in Lambeau in January What a scene on Sunday afternoon. You win and you're in. Or you tie in a Seattle loss or a tie, plus a New Orleans loss or a tie. Or you tie, Seattle loses, and Tampa loses. Or you tie, Seattle ties, and Tampa loses or ties. Or Minnesota loss or tie, plus a Seattle loss, plus a Tampa Bay loss. Or Minnesota loss or tie, Seattle loss, and New Orleans loss. Green Bay just win the football game. How sweet. Would it be for Bears fans to keep the Packers out of the playoffs by beating Green Bay? Minnesota, you can get in with a win plus a Green Bay loss, plus a Seattle loss, plus a Tampa loss, or with a win, a Green Bay loss, a Seattle loss, and a New Orleans loss. So, Minnesota, you can get in, but you need help. Saints, you can get in with a win or a Tampa Bay loss or a tie. Or you tie and Tampa loses. That's how you win the South. You can just get in with a win and a Seattle loss or a tie or a Green Bay loss or a tie or not tying. I'm sorry, or tying the game with a Seattle and Green Bay loss. Philadelphia. <sighs> you win the East with a win and a Dallas loss or tie or you tie and Dallas loses. Seattle. You get in with help. With a win or a Green Bay loss or a tie or a tie and a Green Bay loss or a Tampa loss or a tie or Seattle ties. With a Green Bay loss and a New Orleans loss or a tie. Tampa Bay, you clinch yourself with a win. Or if New Orleans loses and you tie, you clinch a playoff berth with a tie and a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss. (sighs) That all being said, a lot of winning your end scenarios here, Dan. Which, what's your playoffs looking like?
1: All right, so I'm going to give you a breather, so I'm going to go through the whole AFC and then the whole NFC and then Thank the Angry Baltimore, obviously, at the one. I am going to take Buffalo
2: at the two, Kansas City at the three. I'm going to speak with my heart. Houston at the four. Cleveland at the five. Jacksonville at the
1: six. And Pittsburgh at the seven. Old calls.
0: I'm going to give you mine right now.
1: Okay. Give me your AFC. I don't even know if I said is possible, but some combination of those.
0: I'm going chalk the way it is now. Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Buffalo, Indy. So you think Indy beats yep. Houston? Okay.
1: Yep. Just call it a the, <clears throat> Call it a go. On the NFC side. Uh, San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit. I do think Tampa gets the, the division, so the 4C. Which will put Philly in the five. Um, if the Rams are sitting starters, which is very interesting to me, because I would personally rather go to Dallas than go to Detroit. I do think D I do think Detroit is the better team. Um
0: well wait, that would put That could be why up, they're resting starters. Green yeah, Bay Wins, they improved to the sixth seed and LA falls to the seventh.
1: Yeah, so I mean I, I'm going chalk. I don't see Seattle or New Orleans getting in, and I don't see Minnesota. Obviously, I don't see Minnesota getting in if I don't see the other two.
0: Yeah. So um, I'm going uh, – I'm going I'm,
1: to go with the seven that it's sitting.
0: Philadelphia over I, – I think Philadelphia over Dallas. I think Dallas is kind of looking past this. You
1: think Dallas is going to lose to Washington? Yeah. You better change that in our uh, in our picks when we get there then.
0: All right, yeah, you know what? I'm a gambling man. I, I it can't get any worse for me this this year. Um. So yeah, there. Yeah, let's just let's just move along. Let's uh, go. To our Dad, picks. Before this week has started, uh, you know what? We don't even need to get to any of this. Uh, I'm twenty-five Allen, games
1: up on Ed. I went twelve and five. Ed went ten, uh, 10 and
0: seven. Yeah, there we go. Um. Now, let's explain why we went the way we did. Uh, I picked Philadelphia to beat Arizona. I thought it was a Sherlock. It should have been a Sherlock, and it wasn't. Dan picked the Ryans over the Ryans. The Rams over the Giants, and he got it there. So Dan improves through 25 games over. I am 151 and 21. Dan is 176 and 96. It's been a hell of a year, buddy. Uh let's both go to our picks. See, I mean
1: good seasons for both of us, honestly. That's great
0: win percentages. Not as great as what we had last season though. You look at you look at what we did last year. We were you may not have been, but I was definitely better last year. I was hitting an over a 70% clip in a regular season last year.
1: We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to do the math here on where we would be uh without the extra games. And we'll we'll reconvene on that as far as percentages. Sure. Let's talk I about think that our helps picks this you, week. That definitely helps you out a ton.
0: Pittsburgh over Baltimore since Baltimore is resting and Pittsburgh has something to play for. We both agree on that. Houston at Indianapolis. We both have Houston. You have to change that. Yeah, I do. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Indy. I, I just – I don't like it. Because
1: like, you said you think Indy gets in, so
0: – Minshew mania, baby. I'm calling it right now. Uh, Let's see. What else do we got here? We got Green Bay over Chicago. Dallas over Washington. Well, not anymore since i opened my big mouth. So there we have that. I'm going with Washington there. Do not bet that pick. Denver over Vegas in Vegas. Jacksonville is my fantasy pick or my survivor pick or confidence pick, whatever we want to call it. Jacksonville over Tennessee. You have Tennessee. Why do you believe that Ryan Tannehill is gonna beat the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: Uh it's more so. I'm it's more so just standing for uh standing for Minshew here or standing for CJ Stroud. Who did you say you, you had winning the winning the AFC East? Uh,
0: Who did you have I as a two seed? I don't remember. Miami. Did you say
1: Buffalo or Miami?
0: I said Miami because I said chalk how it is now. So, yeah, I got yeah. Miami yeah. over Buffalo. This one is in Miami. If this one's in Buffalo, I'm going with Buffalo. Philadelphia and the Giants, we both have Philly. Seattle over Arizona in Arizona. We both got Detroit over Minnesota at home. New Orleans over Atlanta at home. New Why do we both have New England over the Jets? Is it the Belichick final game saying goodbye in New England factor? Uh,
1: I'll switch it for you to give you something different, even though I don't believe in it.
0: Fair enough. In a game that's pretty much useless, this one will be to decide who prob number two draft pick. Uh, San Francisco at or will host the Rams. I have the Rams for some reason, and I don't know why. Oh, San Francisco's resting people and CMC's hurt. Uh, Kansas yeah, City.
1: the Rams are resting people too, so whose backups are better?
0: Mm. Kansas City is going to SoFi and the Chargers. We both have Kansas City. Your confidence pick is Tampa Bay over Carolina, and I don't hate it one bit. Cincinnati over Cleveland. We both have since. No, we don't. I can't in good conscience do that. I don't care if I'm resting
1: anybody. Okay, fair enough.
0: I do not care. All right, let's move on to my favorite part of the show. Dan, are you ready? Go ahead. We got a lot here. Dan, Nathan McKinnon has 27 points in the time since Jonathan Huberto got his last point on November 30th. This is a few days old. He may have scored more or Huberto may have scored. For those of you that don't remember, Jonathan Huberto was, was the other piece going the opposite way from Florida to Calgary in the Matt to Chuck trade. One of the biggest trades in the NHL in recent memory, and he has been an abject failure in Calgary. Dan, the Detroit Pistons snapped their NBA record tying losing streak at 28 games. They were tied with the 2014 Philadelphia 76ers, well, apparently did it again in twenty sixteen. Um let's talk about some of the longest losing streaks in sports. Dan, the longest streak in Major League Baseball. Baltimore Orioles. You remember that season? You were a no, little young, nineteen eighty-eight. One. You're like negative I one. Wasn't even, I was negative like three. <laughs> um in football, the Chicago Cardinals lost twenty-nine in a row. But Ten of those losses counted as they combined with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1944 because of World War II. The longest streak in actual NFL history belongs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, from 1976 and 1977, they lost 26 in a row. Thank God that the Browns won in Week 16 in their 1-15 season to keep that illustrious streak out of the city of Cleveland. The Chicago and it,
1: Cardinals,
0: the original Arizona Cardinals. That's crazy. Yes, because they moved through St. Louis before then, or after between Chicago and Arizona. Correct. Uh, the longest losing streak in the NHL belongs to the Pittsburgh Penguins in 03 04 and the Buffalo Sabres in 2021 at 18 games. And those are, I believe, those are 18 games in regulation. So figure that out. Dan, from, from the 1999 PGA Championship through the 2001 Masters. Tiger Woods had the following finishes in majors. A win, a fifth place finish, followed by four consecutive wins. Meaning, in that span, he had more wins in majors, five, than he had players finish in front of him, four. Is that not the most, outside of maybe Secretariat, perhaps Michael Phelps, um, or Spitz in the Olympics, whichever swimmer you're more of a fan of, is that the most dominating sports performances over, uh, uh, ever?
1: 100%. And England, the PGA starts back up this week. Not that can, we're going to cover it, but just interestingly.
0: You can throw the Celtics and what they did in the 50s and 60s or what Montreal did in the 50s and 60s in there as well, or what the Yankees did in the 20s and 30s, but that's the the fact that we lived through that. Like, did you fully, We I know we were both kind of young, but, fully appreciate the greatness that we saw with tiger woods
1: no i mean honestly i was eight years old eight i was eight to eleven so and i i ate ramen for dinner for eight eight nights a week because i was poor so no
0: i'm yeah, i mean it, it 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 that's as crazy of a stat as that art ross trophy going to three guys in like 25 years being yager lemieux and gretzky for like 25 years it went to the same three guys that's just that's insane uh, Dan, did you know that on Chris or on New Year's Eve, Australia was in the year 2024, the USA was in the year 2023, and Steelers fans were still trapped in 2009. Yeah, I didn't know that because they're still trapped there. Dan, did you know that Greg Maddox caught a throw from or caught a throw at first base from his first baseman to record an out over 400 times. In his career. That's a lot. That's insane. Dan, did you know that Sidney Crosby now has 16 20-plus goal seasons and is one of the favorites to win MVP this year? At, mm-hmm. like, 37. Dan, did you know Wayne Gretzky scored hundred points in 34 games? In 34 games, he had 37 goals, 63 assists, Only 12 penalty minutes, 23 of those goals came even strength, nine on the power plate, five shorthanded, three game winners, had a shooting percentage of 26.8%, and was a plus 43 in Edmonton. That's insane. Dan, did you know out of the 10-plus win teams so far in the NFL this year, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Lions and the Ravens have all started one quarterback this season. The Browns, who sit at now 11 and 5, have started four, potentially a fifth this week. I
1: After, don't think Driscoll starts.
0: Well, we'll see. We were talking about domination. This has to be mentioned. Katie Ledecky. Do you familiar with who she is?
1: I actually I am. She's from D.C. Um, and Maryland, D.C. The D.M.V. We are very familiar with our Olympic swimmers.
0: Twenty-three of the best times in the women's 800 meter freestyle belong to Katie Ledecky. Her worst time, number twenty-three all time, eight minutes thirteen sec eight eight minutes thirteen point eight six seconds. Her best time, eight oh four point seven nine. Dan, can you run 800 meters? in eight minutes and four seconds yes Ed. can you no and i don't think you can either that's a half a mile that's a 16 minute mile pace i don't think you can i I don't think right now i'd want to see it i want to see you go outside right now and run a 16 minute mile
1: i haven't stretched or anything else
0: Mm, yeah that's why you can't do it i got a treadmill
1: downstairs so i'll do it for you this week and i'll send you a picture
0: i want i no 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 no, not a picture i want to full video i want a 10 minute video of you running the mile a uh, half mile okay. and then i want you to be able to sing after you're done to have the breath capacity to do that
1: that had nothing to do with it i'm calling you fat motherfucker. oh i mean okay that's the pot calling the kettle black yeah
0: fat people can call um, people fat it's not racist
1: Some things that you missed here. Christian McCaffrey has eclipsed 2,000 total yards. Uh,
0: Christian, I got it from here. Um, (laughs) Also, Brock Purdy has 31 touchdowns this season. He broke the 49ers' single-season passing yards record, which is impressive considering the fact two of the best ever also played that position in Joe Montana and Steve Young. Um, That is impressive. One thing we do need to mention best wishes to Christian Holmes defensive back from the Commanders who collapsed after a play it's a head injury it's scary another scary head injury that we saw was Elijah Moore for for Cleveland on Thursday going and having a seizure after being knocked out on a questionable hit no, that was clean.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna let you get away with that one. That was a clean hit. His head, his head bounced off the ground. i I'll let you call dirty Dan swords and dirty, and I'll let you talk all you, all the crap you want about Minka Fitzpatrick, but that was not a dirty hit. That was a bang bang play. Uh, it was clean. It was unfortunate, and I wish Elijah Moore nothing but the best
0: because I am an Elijah Moore fan. Uh, one thing, Dan, first quarterback to go four consecutive seasons. With a touchdown, or with 40 touchdowns, is none other than Josh Allen. Josh Allen, not a Pro Bowler. Does that shock you?
1: I don't think Josh Allen was that good this season. I really don't.
0: Do we need to look at the stats? I feel like we should look at the stats here.
1: And we can do that now or we can do that later. We're already at two hours.
0: I don't care. Um, but we we can do that later. We can discuss the Pro Bowl later. Uh, Dan... Most sacks by a rookie defensive tackle. Aaron Donald holds the record with nine, and he did that in 2014. Kobe Turner in
1: 2023. Ed, I lost you. I lost you. Um, But what you were saying is Aaron Donald in 2014 has nine total sacks, and Kobe Turner in 2023 is at seven and a half. I do think, Ed, Ed, I do think that he can get there. all right so i am gonna go ahead and close this out i believe i may have lost ed uh not sure what's going on at least we didn't have the technical difficulties till the end of the show um you're you're back but man you sound like you're underwater but close this out for us bud
0: Actually, Dan, you're going to do it. You're going to end the show for us.
1: All right. Well, Ed, um, I want to thank you all for listening. I'm going to end this show as a throwback because we're going to put one of these out soon. So as my buddy Ed would say here, as always, thank you all for listening. And if you're not down with the Players to Be Named Later podcast, I got two words for you. Sports Dispatch.
2: See ya.